McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Ricky Smiley Morning Show. The most fun me in the morning. Just another day that the Lord is made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. God is good all the time and all the time. God is good, ladies and gentlemen. The senior pastor of Friendship West Missionary Baptist Church, Dallas, Texas. Pastor Haynes, good morning. Love you. And I know you got a good word this morning. Love you, Ricky Smiley. Good morning, bro. The word of the day is, listen, whatever you find yourself with your back against the wall and you don't have the strength to come out swinging, here it is. We serve a God who is all you need. And when God is all you need, that's exactly what you need. My Bible says that God will supply all of your needs according to God's riches in glory. That simply means that whenever you find yourself down to nothing, your back is against the wall. You don't know what to do. God indeed will supply all your needs. How does God do it? God does it because God is omniscient, meaning God knows all things, meaning God knows what's best. God knows right now what you're going to need in your not yet. God knows yes. today what the need will be tomorrow. So the good news is when God is all you need, know that God can set you up for what God has set up for you. So even if you can't see it right now, you keep walking by faith into what God has in store for you. I've discovered you can literally walk into God meeting a need in your life that you didn't even know that you were going to have. And so the good news is God is all we need. And so the testimony in the song today is God, I need you because God, if I have you, I can handle whatever may come in my way in this thing called yes, life. Sir. If I have God, I have good on my side. If I have God, I'm going to make it. If I have God, I have strength because God, I need you and you specialize in supplying all of our needs. Danny is uh, Pastor Haynes. Appreciate that word this morning. Let everybody know how you can be reached. Hey, thank you, Rick Smiley. You can follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at FH Unscripted. And I have a YouTube channel. My YouTube channel is Frederick Haynes. There it is. All right, Pastor Haynes, thank you for that word. Love you, man. Love you. Have a great one, Ricky. Hey, you too. Here we go. Rick's Bottom Morning Show. Got your front page right here. Maria, good morning. Good morning, Ricky. The front page is being brought to you by the Urban One Podcast Network. Tune into the Black Health 365 podcast, where we discuss healthcare disparities within the black community. Listen wherever you get your podcast. Good morning, RSMS family. Here's your Tuesday news. Former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie called 
Former President Donald Trump angry and vengeful during the opening minutes of a CNN town hall last night. The Republican nominee said he is willing to take on Trump while most contenders duck confrontation. Christie warned that if Trump wins another term, he would spend those four years focused on settling scores with his political enemies. Meanwhile, Donald Trump is expected to appear in federal court in Miami today to face an indictment outlining at least 37 counts against him. In other news, authorities arrested and charged a neighbor with the fatal shooting of three people uh, and wounding of three others outside a home in Annapolis Sunday night. Witnesses told police the shooting stemmed from a dispute over street parking. Lastly, new research claims light to moderate alcohol consumption may lower the risk of heart disease because it leads to long-term reductions in stress signaling in the brain. However, cardiologists warn the cardiac benefits do not mean we should ignore other dangers of alcohol. I'm Maria Moore, and that's a quick look at news. For more on these stories and other headlines, visit rickysmileymorningshow.com. Rock T, what's going on in sports? Looking, looking. Finds Truce back to Larry. There it is, three-pointer. Won't go. Rebound called off. They're not going to foul. The Heat will let it play out. It's over. At last, the long wait is over. After 47 years, the Denver Nuggets can finally call themselves NBA champions. Yes, indeedy, man. Oh, my God. First title <laughs> for the franchise, man. Listen, Nikola Jokic, the Joker man. MVP, we already know that, man. Hats off to both teams, man. This was a true dog fight, man. Woo! This is a great example of effort and how you are supposed to play defense in a game, man. Miami man. Heat, they fought and competed. Coach Eric Spolstra. Just be quiet and go to the next story. He said it best. No, it was so good. (laughs) It was so good. Man, it was so good. I cried it was so good. Oh, my God. You enjoyed that, Brad? I was so happy for Denver. Man, they never won. Come on, y'all. Come on, man. Man, go on. Hey, no no disrespect to the Miami Heat, man. They fought. They competed. They did. They showed up and showed out, and they said, listen, we deserve to be there. Sometimes Denver... It was just a better team. Denver deserved yeah. it. They played hard, man. Yeah, and Coach Eric Spolster, man, he, he said it best right here. You know, there's there's no regrets <clears throat> on our end. Um, you know, there, there's just some times where you get beat, you know, and, and Denver was the better basketball team in this series. Uh, that's it, man. I mean, point point blank, Rock. That's it. That's it. And for yeah. the first time, though, man, Jimmy Butler had a couple panic moments at at the end of the game. Uh, he drove to the basket and then turned it over. Then he then they were down three points with 24 seconds left. He launched the three pointer with tight defense on him. He should have tried to attack the basket. Yeah, but 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 even if they they would have won, man, it's still hard to beat Denver because they they that's a good big that's a good team and they big man and you can't do nothing with them. It's just a matter of time, bro. It's yeah. Out of time. So big up to the Denver Nuggets. Uh, we'll continue to talk about that all morning long. Gary with the team. What up there, big dog? All right, y'all. Serena Williams' daughter, y'all, they're saying that she is already, honey, following in her champion mother's footstep, y'all, by setting impressive records. Now, Miss Alexis Olympia Ohanian Jr., honey, is now the youngest owner, y'all, of not one, but two professional sports teams. They're saying, y'all, that the five-year-old is already the owner of the women's soccer team, Angel City FC, and now proud dad and Reddit founder Alexis Ohanian Jr. announced, y'all, on Instagram that she has become a part owner, y'all, of the Los Angeles Golf Club, honey. Yes, that's Serena, them daughter, honey. They're saying Miss Williams' firstborn child 
Child will have some competition as the Ohanians are expanding their family and the new addition will also share team ownership. Now, the team, y'all, is the first in a virtual golf league partnering with y'all TGL, a tech-inspired golf league started by Tiger Woods, TWRW Sports, and the PGA Tour. Now, Ohanians says that the format is unlike anyone has ever seen before, y'all. So congratulations to Alexis Ohanian Jr. Yeah, that's what they named their daughter. So, yeah. honey, she's already she's already rich, and, and it's good that these rich parents today are setting their kids up early in life. You know, I guess so. I guess maybe you know some back in the day they said you had to work for everything, but now these kids, honey, just wake up and be born, and they get everything they need. <laughs> so they wake up and be born. Just wake up and be born, baby. And there you have it. They are ready, rich. Wake up and be born. Yeah, so congratulations to her. All right, the Kahlua today is one of my favorite Kahlua. My Kahlua today is baby blush. On the high end, you say baby blush, and on the low end, you say beautiful pink. That's your Kahlua for the day. Brad, what you got coming up in the hot spot? Coming up next in the hot spot, y'all, it ain't over. Anita Baker got something else to say, and she calling out baby face. Wait till I tell you what it is up next. It's the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. The hot spot. Drop it like it's hot. hot. Drop it like it's hot. So hot and Good morning, Briggity Tat. Good morning, Rock T. Good morning, Ricky. Good morning, everybody. I'm your girl, Brad Tat Tat. And this is the hot spot where we bring you music, movies, and more. So let's get off into it. Woo! Anita Bacon and took the social media, y'all, to call out Babyface and his fans amid issues on the Songstress's tour. Now, the R&B icon has claimed that Babyface has breached his contract as the opening act by staying on stage past his set time. Now, I thought this was over, y'all, but she wanted to make it clear that she's not being mean. It's not her. This is all part of the contract track which is cutting into her headlining performance and she don't like that now fans responded to anita calling her out for not acknowledging babyface as her equal and she made it known that she doesn't think the iconic singer songwriter is her equal replying to a comment that questioned why babyface was labeled a support act baker tweeted dearest one you are not privy to the contracts. Yes, Babyface is a special guest support act on my tour. Uh, this false narrative of a co-headliner is creating unrealistic expectations and aggression from his fans toward me. He should tell you guys the truth. One person responded, with all due respect, did you call the Babyface, did you call the Babyface a support act, LMAO? She responded, as you can see, some of his fans are not accepting the reality that he is contracted as a special guest slash support on my capital my tour some even want to hurt me crazy town back in may babyface took to instagram to apologize to fans who came to see him at the new jersey prudential center saying that he couldn't perform at the request of anita's team who cut him so that he could not do his full show so anita is letting y'all know what really happened he is not a co-headliner. He's a support act and a guest, like kind of like an opening act for her tour. So there's a difference, right, Ricky? Mm, yeah, it, it is. Uh, we got to take a look at the contract and, mm. and see, but I'm not sure if... Uh, a a co-headliner is when both acts kind of get the same amount of time. Same amount and, of time. Uh, almost, but a special uh, guest or support act... You don't get as much time. And we know right. Babyface got a lot of hits and a lot of number one songs. And the world want to hear all of them when they come see him perform. But if he now don't Now, the question have that is, one, did, he, did he sign on to do only a limited amount of time? Well, that's what she's saying. She's saying yeah. his contract 
is not saying, you know, that he sh- he's doing all these songs and taking all this time. So I don't know, but I guess she was just trying to make it clear to y'all that it's not her. It is the contract that he signed. So I guess so, y'all so see- she's saying that he went over his time. Yeah. She said <laughs> and he, it cut into her time. Yes. He always goes over his time because people want him to sing more of his songs. And he's got so many that I could see him doing that. But he's got to stick to the contracts because it can't cut into her time. Because then you know at the venues when you go over, they start charging overtime. <laughs> like $1,000 a minute. I mean, Ooh. I'm sorry, $5,000 a minute. Yes, Lord. You already know. <laughs> you already know. <laughs> and then people do not be wanting to pay that, honey. I wouldn't either. Oh, Lord. We're just going to keep all of them lifted in prayer, as Gary would say. Yeah, and we're but you know what, Brad? Quickly, not only does he sing his song, but he sing everybody else's song that he wrote. That he wrote. I know. Yep, so he does that, too, at the concert. So, so he mm-hmm. kind of got to leave some of them off. I mean, if this is right, if this is true what she's saying about the contracts, he got to leave something off. Like, he, we know he could do a whole a whole set by himself. And so could she, but they have to split the time because, you know, they're performing together on tour. That's what a tour is. You have to go... It's is the tour still going or is the tour over? Uh, I'm not sure, Ricky. I'm not sure. But I know, you know, it was going great until all of this happened. So I don't know what's going on with the tour. I'll look it up and let you know next time. All right, y'all. We're going to wrap up the hot spot on that note. But coming up next, why don't you hit us up for the wake-up calls at 8669-RICKY. That's 8669-R-I-C-K-E-Y. It's the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. Let me let you know this, boy. The economy is really rough out here on a lot of people, right? But sometimes we forget how hard it can be, y'all, for senior citizens and retirees. Now, in the U.S., a senior citizen is considered anyone over 62 and a lot of seniors are forced um to continue working full-time or take part-time jobs just to make ends meet now this 82 year old man in germany decided uh he couldn't live off his 855 dollar monthly pension check so uh he turned to selling weed yep. <laughs> well, he did what he turned to selling weed <laughs> how old was he 82 <laughs> yeah i bet I bet that weed was mixed up with cabbage and greens. <laughs> and, and then some, uh, put the weed on the basil. grill and smoke it with some with some hickory wood. Got some good damn greens. Yeah, some basil and some oregano. What you talking about? <laughs> so you know, after being convicted 24 times, he was in court again last week. Now, prosecutors were pushing for 34 months in prison, but the judge let him slide one last time because of his health and financial situation. Now, the court told him this was his last and final no warning. An 82-year-old yeah. weed dealer, y'all, what does that even look like? <laughs> yeah, he, you can't you can't cash app him. You can't, because he don't then, know how to do it. Yeah, you trying to buy the weed, he looking over the top of his glasses, looking around, <laughs> uh, nervous, or whatever, and then a high, a high police chase in a Buick LeSabre. <laughs> Bless his heart, he probably don't have a scale, because he probably can't read the, right. the little scale. So he probably just you, probably get, you probably get too much weed. Yep. He, he probably just... <laughs> He said a little nickel and dime bag <laughs> from the tithe envelopes at church. <laughs> I need to go ahead and leave, let him let him live his life, man. Let leave him, him alone. Live his life. Let him live. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. We're gonna have to get him down to CBD oil or something. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah, weed. That, that just ain't the thing. They out there. Uh, then he probably got robbed on the highway the time. Oh Lord, and bless stuff. his heart. And then then he out there probably probably you know. Not selling the weed and just say, let me just pray for you because you need prayer. And then he done missed out on, on $30, $40. So, yeah, that, that's just a bad deal. We, yeah, we got to keep him lifted up in prayer. We do. Yes. <laughs> All right. Thank you for that, Brett. She's your queen to be. <laughs> oh, huh. 
vision of perfection, an object of affection to quench your royal fire completely. When he leaned back and balled up that fist, yeah, fishing like a boxing glove, boy. <laughs> that oh, guy dog on that old, with that old old school Burger King hat on, yes, boy. <laughs> Snap right back into place. <laughs> yes, sir. McDonald's is not new to chicken, so maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy, juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truth. Black Stories, Black Truth is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Troops collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. And let me tell you, these episodes speak to the black experience. Recently, I was able to check out an episode called The Woman Behind the Montgomery Bus Boycott. Now, you know I'm from Birmingham, Alabama, so I'm always intrigued with historical events that have happened in my state. As I listened to this podcast and the voices, I felt the pain that these women went through as they told their stories. Lightweight made me angry, but it's history and these women lived it for us. One thing that I really enjoyed is that the episodes are not too long and they give you just what you need. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Hold it. He's half man, half woman. It's Gary. I want to hip you to the T. It's Gary, baby. Gary has a T and the cool of the day. What up, Gary? Good morning, Ricky. Good morning, America. Good morning to you. It's Tuesday, a beautiful, beautiful day in the neighborhood. And here's what's happening in celebrity news. Y'all there saying, honey, if there's one thing y'all 50 Cent knows how to do best, and they said, baby, that's getting to the bag and making big business deals. Now, they're saying, y'all, that the successful rapper turned down businessman recently um, sat down with Vulture. Now, they say he gave insight into the rise of his popular television series, y'all, and the difficulties that he faced, honey, within Hollywood. Now, they're saying during his hunt to find a home network, y'all, for his hit show Power. They say he ran into a lot of no's, but some heavy hitters such as um, HBO, Hulu, Paramount, and Showtime. He said we went to all these organizations, baby, in the early stages. He said they probably had something else they felt was similar. He said, or oh, it wasn't what they was looking for. He said, but I'm sure now that they wish, honey, they um, didn't pass on it. And he went on and talked about it and saying the people turned him down. But what the real deal is, though, Ricky, it's being reported, y'all. They said that 50 Cent, he left stars, y'all. The company, the, um, the production company, whatever that was, he was with, with this show. They said because for Fox, y'all, they say due to alleged racism. He said this, Ricky. He said, I get paid more to go to the nightclub and wave than they was offering to pay him. Wow. 
So, I mean, how much does he get paid to go to the nightclub to, to, to wave his hand? I mean, but he said they did. He said because every two years, he said, it felt like, honey, we was auditioning for a major carrier, the New York Navy said. He said, now it's time to renegotiate. He said, and it would be an issue. He said, so for me at that point, he said, really, what it is is racism. He said, because the project is a success, but the platforms are not necessarily acknowledging things that have diversity connected to them. He said, honey, I am outperforming a lot of the shows that they had in the award show ceremony, and they're not putting the work in, honey, in the award show. He said, even to watch it lose. Mm. Oh, Lord. Bless his soul. I mean, and Ricky, you've had TV shows, Brad. You have TV shows and stuff like that. I mean, does stuff like that happen? I mean, do these networks not want to pay y'all? I mean, can y'all get paid more money waving your hand in the club than to, um, to sit there and put your show on the network? I mean, it just depends, Gary. It depends on what your contract is. It depends on how much the increase is every time you get another uh, another season. You know, it just depends mm-hmm. on what your contract is. And, yeah, 50 Cent make a lot of money to just appear in the club. You know, to yeah. make an appearance, you, you get a nice chunk of change. Yeah. yeah, he said they paid him pennies, and he said there's no one y'all that could come and tell him that seventeen thousand dollars y'all to act and executive produce and make music. He said I gave them the theme song for power. Wait a minute, I, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, seventeen thousand dollars. Seventeen thousand, yes sir. That's what they paid him per episode. That's, yes sir, that's what they paid. He said I gave them the theme song for power. He said I gave them the things that connected, hopefully in a different way. But he said you see what I'm saying. He said all those things for seventeen thousand dollars per episode. They yep. gave fifty cents seventeen thousand yes, dollars per episode. Per yeah. episode, That's we made more than we made more than that on uh, that sitcom that I had. I know, yeah. I mean, I at least made what eighteen, but I mean, the- yeah. <laughs> nah, nah. I, I, I'm pretty. I damn near just to be honest, uh, double that. But yeah. when wow. I was when I was doing that doing that sitcom, like like for real, for real. But I had yeah. EP, I had uh, executive producer credit as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah. but damn, you can you can get that um, a night performing out of comedy club if you sell out two shows. Yeah, well, he said in one night, and then and then they how many episodes they on power they do a week, Brett? You think? Uh, they do ten per season. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but but that's one episode per week. Yes, yes. So you yeah. make that means seventeen thousand a week. Yeah, that's that's crazy for the EP yeah. and all that. For and one. did the music for he and, said, and, and did the music. And, did <laughs> and the we music. was doing three episodes a week. Uh, rehearse, shoot, rehearse, shoot, rehearse, shoot. That's, well, that's why he got his own whole thing now. Like Tyler Perry, he bought his own right. compound, and he finna do it really, really big. Hell show yeah, them. yeah, Forget show that. Them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love to go over there and work with Fifty Cent. He's a nice yeah. guy. He's smart. He's brilliant. Very uh, smart. Very yeah. brilliant. Yeah, love yep. to go over there. So he said, honey, due to not being on the same page as stars, he said he decided to take his talents to Fox once his stars deal expired in September of 2022. He said, I'm now excited to formalize a partnership with Michael Thorne and Fox that will allow G-Unit Film and Television to focus on the putting multiple series on Fox, honey, a perfect broadcast destination for G-Unit Film and Television content while their premium streaming, scripted, and non-scripted slates continue to grow in all directions. That's awesome. That's what Empire was. That's awesome. Yep, so congratulations to him, honey. So it's just amazing, though, but... You would never think that. You never thought they were just paying him that amount of money, but that's he said they was paying him that. So, and there he well, had. he was humble for a long time. So he, he sure deserves, was. He deserves that upgrade. 
He did, honey. All right, the Kahlua today is one of my favorite Kahlua's. My Kahlua today is baby blush. On the high end, you say baby blush, and on the Lord, you say beautiful pink. That's your Kahlua for today. All right, y'all. Thank you for that, Gary. That was a good You're one right welcome. there. That was yeah. the best team you've done in two years. You should give you a raise. Oh, Lord, baby, please. I know I'm going to raise my hand. Y'all give it up again with the <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all, it's around the morning show time for the wake-up call. Get at your boy, 866. Now, Ricky, here we go. This is Miss Hollywood calling out of Lawrence, South Kakalaki, and I would like to wake up my family this morning. Wake up, wake up, wake up. I'm going to tell my wife, Reba, to wake up and watch Sierra. This KD from Bokey in Tampa, Florida. Tell everybody, wake up, wake up, wake up. Hey, this is Tracy B. calling from Columbus, Ohio, telling my son Bryson to wake up, wake up, wake up. Adam Montemare, get up. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Come on now. This is Teddy Bear from Greenville, South Carolina. want to wake up all the Mason and Lisa stars that are pushing these trips up down the road. Wake up, wake up. What's up, what's up? It's Nikki from St. Louis. Let's wake up with Ricky Smiley Morning. Kansas City, wake up. Columbus, wake up. Cincinnati, wake up. Wake up, wake up, wake up. West Palm Beach, wake up. And Greenville, wake up. Come on, Jacksonville, wake up. Wake up, wake up, wake up. I just wanted uh, to do a good subject this morning. Uh, talk about self-awareness. Uh, this is a good time to talk about self-awareness this morning. Uh, I think that we have lost the art of being uh, kind, being respectful, and being courteous uh, to others. And uh, one of the things, uh, my youngest daughter and I, we have a, uh, we have these conversations all the time about uh, self-awareness. And it's not me standing on a soapbox <clears throat> or trying to preach to anybody because you know, whatever you decide to be, whatever you want to be, however you want to be, uh, you get to do that. You get to be who you are. Be you. But the, the, the issue is when what you do have an effect on another person, then it needs to be a conversation. Uh, I run into a lot of people. I meet people all the time. And, uh, and I just try to teach. And I just don't. I don't allow people to make it. And I understand uh, people can be excited sometimes or whatever, but uh, I always like to have a conversation before I give you anything, whether it's my time, whether it's a picture, whether it's or whatever. Uh, even when I go to Walmart uh, or, or Target or whatever store I go to, uh, getting on a plane, uh, we have lost the art of being uh, 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 courteous to people. Uh, you, everybody's selfish even the way we drive flying going in between cars putting everybody's life at risk it just seems like we live in a society where everybody is selfish and there's no self-awareness and people are discourteous uh, and that have a negative effect on other people when you drive crazy if you're in a hurry you're driving up on on somebody's tail you're in a rush and I got my six-month-old granddaughter in the back seat in the car seat it makes me scared to scare me and make me paranoid just like but you in a rush to go where you got to go and you got to put me and my baby at risk my granddaughter at risk you know uh uh people walking in the room and they don't say good morning how are you today get on the plane 
uh, flight attendant, you know, ask or bring you a Sprite, bring you some peanuts, and you don't make no eye contact, you don't say thank you. And I, I promise to God, uh, the reason we have what we have is because correction has come into question and there's no correction. Nobody want to have correction anymore because everybody's too sensitive to be corrected or to learn anything, right? So it's like, uh, <laughs> uh, here's another analogy. Braces hurt, but they correct the smile. So society has cricket teeth because now we're in a society where everybody just do what they want to do and nobody have respect for others or respect for other people's space. And learning how to walk in a room and read the room. And I'm going to tell y'all something. Steve Harvey taught me a whole lot of stuff. But he just kind of piggybacked off what my grandparents had already taught me. You know, going in a room. Learning how to read a room. You understand? Seeing what the mood is. Seeing what the vibe is. You know, uh, uh, not being too loud. Just being kind, courteous, and respectful. And we have lost the art of that. And nobody wants to teach anymore. And then you get mad when somebody correct you and I only correct people when they come into my space or they have an effect a negative effect on me and I'm willing to have that conversation but I I, I love the fact that most people be like you know what Mr. Smiley I apologize you are absolutely correct I should have spoken to you and by the way my condolences and how are you today and I just really appreciate that that ain't bowing down to nobody that's just natural general courtesy when i walk in the room uh uh i say good morning to everybody if you want those type of people that walk in the room you don't say good morning or hi to the flight attendant or hi to the lady that was working at walmart hey what 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 aisle the bread on okay good morning how are you today what aisle um um what aisle is the bread on you know stuff like that just common sense common courtesy self-awareness and when the first thing I do I smell up under my arm and I check my breath every morning and I don't try to pass judgment on anybody but what I what I try to do before I check anybody else I try to do a self-check and make sure that I'm in order and it starts with me and I just want everybody to think about that this morning as we are older we are raising kids teenagers and 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 got grandkids now we got to get in the position where we need to give kids more of what we had as opposed of what we did not have. And that's the problem. Uh, we try to, we give them everything and we refuse to correct. And that's why now you can't go to the mall. You can't go to the fairground. You can't go nowhere because everybody do what they want to do. You don't feel safe. You don't feel comfortable because correction has come into question. So, Let's 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 talk, you know, talk about that a little more. And thank you for your time. Thank you for uh, this Ricky Smiley Unleashed. And I'm not passing judgment on on anybody because be you. But sometimes, man, being just courteous and sending a thank you card and doing things decent and in order will take you a long way, a lot further in life with a lot of people. Thank you for your time. More Ricky Smiley Morning Show coming up. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. 
the McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truth. Black Stories, Black Truth is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Troops collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. And let me tell you, these episodes speak to the black experience. Recently, I was able to check out an episode called The Woman Behind the Montgomery Bus Boycott. Now, you know I'm from Birmingham, Alabama, so I'm always intrigued with historical events that have happened in my state. As I listened to this podcast and the voices, I felt the pain that these women went through as they told their stories. Lightweight made me angry, but it's history and these women lived it for us. One thing that I really enjoyed is that the episodes are not too long and they give you just what you need. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Black Tony, what's up? Hey, no, what's up, Rick? This is this, uh, Darius, this man, Black Tony. Well, what's, uh, what's, what's going on? What's going on? I'm just, I'm just, man, now, you know, I'm getting it together, Rick. So, you know, I, first of all, thank you, everybody, for this. I've been at Comedian Darius Brown on Instagram. They're so proud of me. And then I just. Proud of you for what? For coming into work when I did. See, you, 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 you listen, just sit, man, I am going through it. A lot of people don't know, and black men go through it. All the fathers, I'm a father too, bruh. And this girl, my, my, my baby mama just really have got me in a slump, Rick. I mean, she doing vindictive stuff. We have to stop being vindictive, man. And this thing is weighing down on me, causing me to be not productive. You know what this girl did, bruh? What? Man, why she uh take my plates off my car? Cause it was in a name, and then I, I I got pulled over, but they gave me a warning. But then I called Uber, right? Yeah. Why she changed my location on my phone so the Uber end up going to my ex house, and uh and my ex called and asked me what is this Uber doing here, and it's just a lot of mess. Women, women really. Or being big. Wait a minute, let me get this right, Rocky. What, what did he say? His, his ex, like, what with the Uber now? Man, I'm writing this down. Yeah, I'm trying to keep up, bro. <laughs> she, she, changed, she changed the location on my phone that says where you are. So when right. I called the Uber, the Uber went to my ex house because she petty. Uh-huh. She so instead of coming to me, and now I mean the Uber people called and said we outside, and I'm like I'm outside, and they was like. But we outside right here at 1844 McLaren. I said, I ain't at over there. And then they, <laughs> it's it, it just, man, it's just a lot of mess because women just do stuff when it's breakup time. It's just best to just go your separate ways instead of going to war because now that's messing up me trying to come to work. And it's just really, really taking a toll on me. But I'm, man, I'm just really, really frustrated with this situation, Rick. 
Yeah, it's <laughs> so, uh, so it changed mm, the pen. No, 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 go back. She did what so to the uh he, with the Uber? He ordered an Uber. She she went in there and changed the my phone. She got my cell phone right. password <laughs> and she changed my location where I am. So <laughs> when I called the Uber, they they done went about fourteen miles somewhere else that I ain't. And I I'm like and I'm looking outside Darius. and I'm like Darius. Yeah. Yeah. Over. She did what now? <laughs> oh, you just as frustrating as her. Anyway, she uh she went in my phone, changed my location that tells the Uber where I am. So when they when they came to the location, that's not where I was. Right. <laughs> so, so I'm just I'm just I'm just tired. And then what I'm happened? Just, the Uber what happened with the Uber the Uber went where? They went over my ex's house because she think me and her be talking. So she put my ex-girlfriend address in my phone on my Uber pickup order. So when the Uber showed up at my ex's house, like, I guess that means uh, because every day she's been saying, go back over that house. That's where you want to be. And I ain't never been back over there anyway. So I'm just really sick of this, Rick. And I yeah, just take the day off. That's a good enough excuse. That's good. Just take the day off, man. We'll see. You yeah. promise you coming tomorrow, though. Uh, do y'all know how to uh, change the settings in these phones? This is so. I saw this sister. She gave me inspiration when I looked at her. That was a bonus for God. Bonus. Some of y'all can't sing either. <laughs> Hold it. He's half man, half woman. It's Gary. I want to hip you to the T. It's Gary, baby. All right, Rick, on the morning show. Gary has a T and the color of the day. Gary, good morning. Good morning, Ricky. Good morning, America. Good morning to you. It's Tuesday, a beautiful day in the neighborhood. And here's what's happening in celebrity news, y'all. Congratulations is due, y'all, to slutty vegan founder Pinky Cole, y'all. She married Big Dave Cheesecake, Cheesecake CEO Derek Hayes, y'all. And they're saying, y'all, that the $100 million plant-based burger chain founder said, I do to her man, y'all. Now, they're saying, honey, that, you know, everybody was excited about it. They're saying Cole, 35, who is the CEO and founder, y'all, of the plant-based burger chain Slutty Vegan married, um, you know, Big Dave Cheese steak founder Derek Hayes, y'all, in Georgia recently. Now, she said, quote, Ricky, it's a fairy tale, a Cinderella wedding, she told people exclusively. She said, just the other day, my mother saw me in my dress for the first time, and I never thought I would see myself in a wedding dress. She said, it's a dream come true because I'm doing something that no one in my family has ever done. To be the first, y'all, to have a wedding is a big deal. She said, and I'm breaking generational patterns, and honey, she said, she was creating new ones. Now, 
said that the couple met back in June in 2020, y'all, at a restaurant. They said they talked about politics and connected as friends from there on. She said didn't have to fall in love with Mr. Hayes. He popped a question, y'all, back in June of 2022. And she said becoming husband and wife means everything to me because, honey, I can finally share myself, y'all, with someone and become a union, y'all. Isn't that beautiful? That is beautiful. That is love beautiful. Love is in the air. It's definitely in the air. Now, they're saying gospel musician Miss Tasha Cobbs, Leonard, honey, she kicked off the ceremony, y'all, with a praise and worship melody. And then they said the doors opened, honey, and Miss Pinky walked through the door, honey, in a, a custom masterpiece by a premium lifestyle brand, Milano de Rouge, honey. And they said it was amazing. And Ricky, they said this dress, honey, it was a mermaid-style gown, and it took four months to design, and it featured a plunging deep V sweetheart neckline and bag with layered acetone beaded what lace over. <laughs> Thank you, baby. That's all this rich stuff, honey. Baby, Miss Aliskahan beaded lace. Don't know at all, honey. Over a luxury beaded mesh silk. They said the skirt included six layers of tulle and hand sewn crystal rhinestones. Six layers of what? Tulle. You know, tulle that? that that's that material. That's that screen like material that the girls have on their lace fronts. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what no. it is. It's like tulle is like a screen. And they said yeah. she had hand sewn crystal rhinestones plus a chapel train with a detachable cathedral train and a cathedral style. Bell. It oh, was wow. amazing, honey. It sounded like it was really amazing, honey. And the food, I mean, boy, y'all people that got unlimited coins, y'all be eating these foods, honey, that I, I just never heard of, honey. Now, they said the food, honey, because he's she's a vegan and her husband isn't a vegan. They said they started off with a strawberry capuchico with a baby capuchico. <laughs> C-A-R-P-A-C-C-I-O, honey. Strawberry capuchico with baby watercress and frizzy, or F-R-I-S-E-E, crumbled peppercorn. I would love that went straight to Wendy's. <laughs> No, but it's really good. It's really good. I did it is, but I don't know what it is. I don't know think about that well, damn uh, Wendy's single with cheese and french okay. fries and dipping that french fries in that chocolate milkshake. Man. Boy, look at here. That frosty now man, that come on with it. Things, that damn man, chocolate frosty and them damn french fries out of love went straight to Wendy's. Slutty vegan is so good. Yeah, but oh, honey, definitely. Uh, yes, honey. The food is good, but the food at that wedding, baby, that was food girl. I had to look up in a dictionary. But oh, nevertheless, man. honey, congratulations goes out to Pinky yes. Cole, honey. I mean, she looked amazing, honey. So congratulations. She beautiful. Uh, it was a beautiful wedding, y'all. All right, honey, I got time to say go. So the Kahlua today, honey, <laughs> is one of my favorite Kahlua's. My Kahlua today, y'all, is baby blush. On the high end, you say baby blush, and on the lawn, you say beautiful pink. That's your Kahlua for today. All right, y'all, give it up for Gary with the team. <laughs> McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truth. Black Stories, Black Truth is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today told from a unique black perspective. And let me tell you, these episodes speak to the black experience. 
Recently, I was able to check out an episode called The Woman Behind the Montgomery Bus Boycott. Now, you know I'm from Birmingham, Alabama, so I'm always intrigued with historical events that have happened in my state. As I listened to this podcast and the voices, I felt the pain that these women went through as they told their stories. Lightweight made me angry, but it's history and these women lived it for us. One thing that I really enjoyed is that the episodes are not too long and they give you just what you need. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Did you see that post? People are talking. Here's what's trending on the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. All right, John Ricks, I'm on the morning show. A uh, HBCUs play a huge role in the education of black students in the United States. Now, these institutions have been serving our community for over 100 years, but they continue to face significant challenges. So uh, today we want to get your feedback on what you think the biggest problems are at our HBCUs and what should we be doing to keep the HBCUs alive and growing. Hit us up. At 866-9-R-I-C-K-E-Y. Now, we're talking about this because last Thursday, six students at Florida A&M University met with the federal judge uh, in a case that seeks to sue the state for $1.3 billion, which is how much they claim FAMU has been underfunded compared to the University of Florida. Represented by Miami civil rights attorney Josh Dubin, uh, the plaintiffs are four undergraduates and two postgraduates who are asking the state of Florida to commit to giving equal support for HBCUs and traditionally white institutions within five years. Now, the state attorney general attempted to have the case dismissed but the district judge in the case has given the students 30 days to amend their complaint to provide more data in support of their allegations in court documents their attorneys argue a funding disparity prevents the university from properly maintaining the campus and keeps the school from offering high demand programs that would bring in new students and faculty uh maria you're a graduate of fam you what are your thoughts um, yeah. uh, and, ha- and, and how, how, have y'all been talking about this? Yeah, I mean, I see a lot of posts on social media. First, I want to say I'm so proud of these students um, and not just at FAMU, but at other HBCUs that are really standing up and speaking out about it. You know, Ricky, we're so used to doing the most with the least and it's a very toxic way for students to function and it's not fair. Um, so I applaud these students for what they're doing um, as a FAMU graduate you know, now that I'm thinking about, it, I'm like, yeah, you know, no, with Florida State right across the street, seeing the resources they had and um, just even the campus and how well kept it was and the buildings and things like that. Uh, it should be fair across all universities in the state. Yeah. Uh, uh, and also accreditation uh, is crucial for HBCUs to validate yes. their academic programs and remain relevant yep. in the education uh, sector. But if you don't have funding, that's going to be a challenge. Enrollment. Uh, yep. HBCUs struggle to maintain consistent enrollment levels, which ne- which uh, which negatively impacts their financial stability. Uh, staffing uh, HBCUs struggle to attract and retain highly qualified staff, which affects uh, af- academic programs quality and student debt. And uh, many African American students who attend HBCUs face high levels of student debt. Uh, which affects their post-graduation opportunities. And uh, I just want to see what y'all have to say. Uh, hit me up at 866-9-RICKY, 866-9-R-I-C-K-E-Y. Let's go to the phones. Good morning. Uh, my name is Rick, and I'm calling from Flint, Michigan. 
I think that uh, we need to not have these conversations no more about it because we already know what it is. They're going to fund the old people before they fund us. You know what I'm saying? We got to fund ourselves if we're going back and forth with these people about it because they ain't going to do nothing for us. So we do it for ourselves. And if you, we get ourselves together and start teaching ourselves and funding ourselves, it's just going to be the same thing going around around. They ain't going to ever do nothing Hello, I'm Donnie, and I'm calling for Toledo, Ohio. I feel like that they don't give them enough money to even to keep it running. I should say, um, as a mother that had a daughter just graduate from high school, I couldn't even send her to an HBCU because they wasn't even giving out enough scholarship money, but they wanted us to take out a whole dollar loan. My name is Wendell, and I'm calling from Baltimore, Maryland. So in the state of Maryland, they had a class action lawsuit against the uh, University of Maryland for the HBCUs here. And they were able to acquire money for renovations for all of the campuses of HBCUs in the state of Maryland. So there is a thing like that. And I attended Bowie State in the 90s. And back then, the campuses were like what Ricky knows. And now I go back and it's more of a technology-based at every HBCU that I go to in the state of Maryland. So if they keep it up, they're going to get their money and um, look for the look for them to do more for the students and the campuses um, and the facilities because that's where they're losing out at. Yeah, and uh, uh, hell, you, uh, forget college. You can go look at uh, some of the difference in the high schools. You go uh, uh, look at some of the high schools in the suburbs and then look at the, uh, the schools in the inner city and you can see a total difference. Uh, nine day, at nine day, yep, nine and and day. Uh, uh, you know, I graduated from a, a, a inner city high school, uh, you know, in Birmingham. But you go across town, uh, the suburbs of Birmingham is like uh, Pelham and Hoover. And you look at their school and their gym and their football field and and everything that they have. It is like obviously different. And and same thing with HBCUs. I remember. Uh, going to Alabama State University and attending uh, Miles College or whatever and, and the things that, that they didn't have. And then, you know, you go visit uh, the University of Alabama. Uh, they, I, I, I just, it's odd, it's blatant. Uh, and, and one thing that we, we have to do, whatever, we have to donate to our HBCUs. You know, even if it's just a little bit of money, man, how often do we send money uh, and I'm not blaming this on uh, everybody that graduated from the HBCUs. I'm just saying uh, every year, I don't care if it's $20, $30 or it's $100. If, if everybody that graduated uh, from Miles College uh, sent, uh, sent $100 back a year, I would have, it will make a difference. A uh, uh, big shout out to Dr. Bobby Knight, the president over at Miles College. Uh, uh, it it, it makes a huge difference. Uh, Maria, what are your thoughts? I mean, it's, you know, I, I, I can't say anything else more than what you've already shared. Um, you know, there's just uh, a lot of frustration coming from the st- uh, students and even its parents as well, Ricky. You know, we have children who are adult age, young adults um, that are exploring options in terms of HBCUs. And when you think about funding, that could really impact their decision to go to some of these colleges. Because, because yes, you want to support an HBCU, but you also want to feel like, your child has the resources and getting the education they need to succeed in the world. So there's so many layers to it. That is. I appreciate that, man. But y'all make sure you support your HBCUs, man. Uh, hit them up, man. And uh, 
Uh, just send them something uh, and, and do it every year, every year. You know, uh, you got a good education. Uh, you got one on one teaching or whatever. And uh, yeah, it wasn't a perfect experience. Uh, no, the, the life you, skills, too, Ricky, the life skills, abs, you know, absolutely. oh, my gosh, did you not become a man in college? I mean, I became a woman, a strong black woman as a result of my education, my experience at FAMU. It is so Man, much. I can't even tell you how many times uh, uh, college professors have pulled me to the side and pulled me outside and tell me to stop clowning and get serious about my yes. education. Yes. Uh, Miss Miss Adotava, Dr. Zebedee Jones, uh, my, my English professor, Dr. Estes, Dr. Edith Estes, uh, one of the best uh, uh, professors I, I had, and uh, 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 Mr. Kenneth Coachman. Uh, Mr. Kenneth Coachman at Miles College used to always pull me to the side and give me the business. And I... Uh, mm, mm. Wow. It just brings tears to my eyes uh, to have him standing there when I received my honorary doctorate. Uh, the same man that pulled me to the side and talked about uh, being respectful and self-awareness and stop clowning so much and, and get focused on your education and how you carry yourself... Cause I used to act a fool, uh, Maria. I, I really did, and uh, to, to get that honorary doctorate on that stage, and just to look over there and see him standing over there, uh, with that smile on his face, and I wouldn't trade nothing in on nothing in this world for my experience uh, between Tuskegee, Alabama State University, and the Miles College, Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, I, I just have have so much uh, respect for HBCUs, and I want to continue these conversations. Uh, uh, hit us up uh, with your opinion if you couldn't get through at Ricky Smiley official. It's Ricky Smiley. McDonald's is not new to chicken, so maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy, juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truth. Black Stories, Black Truth is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Troops collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. And let me tell you, these episodes speak to the Black experience. Recently, I was able to check out an episode called The Woman Behind the Montgomery Bus Boycott. Now, you know I'm from Birmingham, Alabama, so I'm always intrigued with historical events that have happened in my state. As I listened to this podcast and the voices, I felt the pain that these women went through as they told their stories. Lightweight made me angry, but it's history and these women lived it for us. One thing that I really enjoyed is that the episodes are not too long and they give you just what you need. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Morning Show. All right, y'all, Rick's Mountain Morning Show. It is about that time, y'all. The one and only member of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. We got to get more cues on the show, right? Jeff Johnson, what up? What up? How you doing, man? Hey, happy to have you this yeah. morning. I'm so glad to be on, man. I'm so tired, man. Y'all, listen. 
Rick invited me to come out. He like, man, come up, man. We're going to have a great time. We're going to be on the boat. We're going to do this. Man, he didn't tell me it was a rowboat. <laughs> <laughs> I spent six hours, man, rowing. <laughs> this dude shouting Q chants. I'm like, I'm an alpha, dog. Like, what, the, what is going on? You got them strong shoulders now, Jeff. Yeah, yeah. Now you're looking like Popeye the Seller, man. <laughs> and a strong man. Listen, anyway. So... The dream that many have had has finally come true in, in Trump's arraignment and federal court charges today. Um, he is going to be in front of the court to answer a 37-count indictment um, that says he willfully retained classified documents after he left office. I mean, it's crazy to think that in the history of the United States, this is the first time um, there's a potential criminal trial of a person who was elected as president. Um, there's so much to this, and we'll dive into it as, as the time goes on. But as many of you know, um, this was not a, an easy decision to come to when, you, when you're talking about charging a former president, even one that seems to be as brazen and uninterested in the law as Donald Trump is. Um, but but what, what's really interesting about this, this case is that he, he can go to jail. Um, we know that there are two other uh, cases that he's dealing with, but those are um, from district um, uh, district attorneys and not federal court. Um, so there's there's a lot more that Trump is going to have to answer for, and a lot of details that we're going to have to go through. Um, I, I do want to, at this point, say you know just I want to send condolences. Um, U.S. Olympian Tory Bowie died yeah. um, from what we now know as complications from childbirth. Um, she died on May 2nd, so over a month ago. Um, but the autopsy reports are just being released saying that she was eight months pregnant um, and potentially um, dealt with a condition called eclampsia, um, which causes complications during pregnancy and, and always requires emergency care. Uh, there's a whole lot to this story that I don't think we know. Um, there was a, a call because uh, no one had seen from her or heard from her in several days. So it is likely that um, what happened to her happened to her immediately. But it was also said that there were many folks that didn't even know she was pregnant. And so I just, w- without trying to, 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 to figure out what happened when I don't know what happened, um, I do want to remind us how the fact that black women are three times as likely um, to die from pregnancy and birth as, as are their white counterparts. Um, and we just need to continue to push not only for research, um, but for doctors who don't think that black women can take more pain, uh, that don't believe that that black women don't need the same level of care, uh, because until that happens, uh, not only will we continue to hear stories like this, but even those that are passing in the hospital. Uh, Last but not least, before I get out of here, y'all, Sunday is the uh, least celebrated holiday in the history of holidays, and that's Father's Day. Um, And... And I want to make sure that on Ricky Smiley Morning Show, we are celebrating dads. So I need you all to DM me at Jeff's Nation on IG, um, your father's name, and one sentence on why you think he's amazing. And on Thursday, all I'm going to do, Rick, is just read off daddy's names and why they babies love them. Um, yes, you all just, just want to make sure that we're celebrating every father, grandfather, surrogate father, Negro who was there because nobody else was there. It doesn't right. matter. Anybody you see as a daddy uh, who has been there for you, who has held it down, even in his imperfection, uh, want to know about it. So DM me at Jeff's Nation. 
Let me know his name, where he is. And again, just one sentence on why you think he's amazing. We want to lift up as many dads as possible um, and celebrate them for doing all that they do. Rick, those three things I got for you. Again, hit me at Jeff's Nation hey, Jeff. on IG. Yes, sir. You know, you know that's 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 kind of deep right there. And I, I think one day this week we need to dedicate a show, uh, uh, just a couple of breaks around men, whether it was a coach, whether it was a neighbor, that somebody that stepped mm-hmm. up and was some kind of influence to you. Because Jeff, it's not about biological genes. I had a mm-hmm. I had a young man uh, that worked that worked downtown call me up, man, and uh, just just chopped it up with me. Said, "Let's get together for lunch. I want to take you to lunch." Because man, you was the only dad I had. Uh, my my mm-hmm. son, my son Brandon had a little had a, a a cousin that was the same age, and I just never went over there and picked him up. And then and then I would get all the kids. Everybody, let's go. Mm-hmm. Anybody wanted to go, let's go. I never made a difference between all of them. My, my Brandon would uh, make videos said my dad treated everybody the same, and I did. And everybody that wanted to go, they came. And all the kids was always, you know, at my house. And, uh, and I'm sure there's a lot of men, like I think about my friends, uh, Coach Red and uh, Fred and all of them, they have to go out and buy pizza and Burger King for the kids after football practice and stuff. And, and just a lot of men's have, men have stepped up. And we want to do a special Every Father's day. day. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It, yeah. It's big, Jeff. It's so important. And, uh, and people don't talk about it enough. And we're going to definitely uh, celebrate it this week, man. Thank you for bringing that up, Jeff. Absolutely, brother. Let me know I'm there. So I'll talk yes. to y'all, man. Fix the Jesus. Fix the Jesus. Fix the Jesus. Twan 360. All right, y'all. Rick's Mountain Morning Show. It is Father's Day weekend, and it is about that time for another episode of Fix It Jesus with the one and only Twan 360. Good morning. Ricky, good morning. And today's Fix It Jesus. Pastor Eugene Gibson of Memphis, Tennessee. He allegedly believes God made Adam, Eve, and Steve. Ricky Gibson said the problem that Christians have today is that they don't learn three new scriptures and want to use them against the LGBT community. Take a listen to this. Talk about the LGBT. No, don't do that. What our sanctified selves say stuff like, I and you, it's gay pride month. Ah. What they got to have pride about? We want to cancel them because we don't learn two or three scriptures. And sealing it in the church, God made Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. And that's a whole lie. God made Adam, Eve, and Steve. We just get an attitude if Steve like Adam. Fix it, Jesus. Uh, 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 wow, and what's the uh, name of this church? This is the Place of Palace <laughs> over in Memphis, Tennessee. Gary. Oh, honey, I'm like, oh my God. Glory you, be to God, honey. Yes, Lord, <laughs> glory be to God. <laughs> did that make you, but Gary, you get up and go to church every Sunday. I sure do, and I go to church with Adam, Eve, Steve, and Malieve, so all of them, honey, okay? <laughs> right, and you put a suit on. <laughs> I sure do, honey. I love my suit. I was just looking at some things, some nice, cute suits, honey. I'm talking about, Gary, you really put on, like, a shirt and tie, like, you dress oh, yeah. every oh, Sunday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't care about how alternative I may be, honey. I still love my men clothes. 
and that's I the suit. Do, now, what kind of uh, cologne? Do you do a cologne? And you, you do cologne, too, Oh, perfume. yeah, I do cologne. I don't do perfume, honey. I do cologne. They got too many nice unisex colognes to wear perfume, honey. So I wear my nice colognes, and, and I love you, my and toilet And what are you rocking water. these days, Gary? I'm wearing Creed. I'm wearing, honey, Dolce and Gabbana. No, nobody wear Creed no more. They was wearing Creed, man, about 15 years ago. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, well, you, you know, me, that's You still got to buy the, uh, a Creed that uh, Russ Parr gave you? I sure damn do. Cause that, 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 I don't bathe in my cologne. I just spray a little bit on. Gary, you know? Russ Parr gave you that doggone bottle, that black bottle of Creed cologne over 10 years ago. How and you I still, still got it? a bottle of Chanel that my friend Byron Mama bought me because Ricky, and my mom always said, you don't want to be going somewhere smelling like a Harlem sissy. So I just put a little bit and on. And what, what is a Harlem sissy, Gary? I don't know. My mom always said that. So I just put a little bit of cologne on so I, I could have bottles that last forever and ever, honey. Bye, Gary. Thank you, Twan. <laughs> Twan, let everybody know how you can be reached. Search Twan360 on all your social outlets. Y'all crazy. Stop sitting down when you're peeing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I sure yeah. do. Oh, oh Ricky's Smiley like Morning Show, man. Big shout out, man. Uh, that's the first. Hey, Rock T, you might not remember this. Talk to me. But when we started this morning show, that's the first song we played, man. When the Ricky Smiley Morning yes, Show sir. started. Yes, sir. That was the first song after the gospel segment we played was some cut. And remind me of being in that old studio. They used to have us. We used to be in a small studio in the middle of uh, uh, Valley View Mall. Upstairs, you could walk through the mall and see the uh, the radio station. Have us sitting up in there, and it was just me, you, and Haircrack Man. And shout out to Haircrack Man and thank him for everything that he's done uh, to uh, to help. Uh, contribute to the success of the Rick's Bottom Morning Show and you. And it was just the three of us sitting up in there in a small room uh, with big dreams trying to do morning radio, trying to win, man. 15. Hey, Rock. Yeah, dog. Speaking of Father's Day, remember, we would do the morning show. My kids and your kids would be in the next room on pallet sleep. Taking their little old naps, man. Just waiting for we us would, to get off the air. We would have to bring our kids to work and send somebody to McDonald's and get them some biscuits and and all that stuff, man, Lyric and Harmony and uh, 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 Malik, The Essence, Brandon, all, all the kids up at the radio station, man, we didn't even have babysitters. Come on, dog. Preach. We had to get our kids up at 3.30 in the morning. You talking wow. about Father's Day and bring our damn kids to the radio station. Uh, Gary, you, Gary, you remember because you oh, babysitted. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, I, I remember, honey. I babysit all your cheering, honey. So, yes, I did. Yes, sir. Gary, Gary was. <laughs> well, Auntie <laughs> Gary. Auntie. But they, uh, no. But, I mean, Uncle, Gary. They respect Gary, me. Yeah, they, they do call him Uncle Gary. Yeah. They, 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 they would, they would uh, Gary would take him over there to McDonald's and feed him and, and yeah. take him somewhere. Until we would we, go home you know, and watch the stories, and after we got off, I had them sit down in the living room. Y'all sit down while I'm watching my show. <laughs> and I Wait, what, get, sto- what stories you had the children watching? Young and the Restless. <laughs> I'd be damned. <laughs> were any of them in diapers? Ah, they were. Uh, they weren't in diapers and stuff, okay. honey. But they but, used to sit and watch, honey. But but Malik was bad as hell. That's yes. for sure. Yes, honey. Malik was yeah, definitely they, bad. But I loved Malik. Yeah, I love him. Gary had to babysit uh, for me one time, and, and they commented and said, "What's going on?" They said, "Your son." I said, "What's up?" Say he on top of the house. How you get on top of the house, Gary? Malik, Malik, six years old. How you get up on on the roof of a I house? Hit Malik. How did he get up there? I think it was I, a ladder. I don't know. I don't know. But but he was on but, the roof of the house, and I had to drive home and get him off the roof of the house. That's how 
How bad? How bad is that? You know, we were talking about Malik because my cousin Bridgerton was here recently. They were talking about honey. I said Malik is grown now. I said, hell, he's modeling. He's in college now. I mean, it's just amazing how kids just grow up so fast, honey. And Aaron and Deessence, all of them, honey, just was really. Yeah, it was they, a joy. they about to gra- graduate college. Uh, what is Harmony? A sophomore? Yes, sir. Yep. And lyric, and lyric graduated. She graduated absolutely. So all of our kids that we raise at the radio station, at the radio station with us all the time, are adults, and uh, uh, Aaron and Malik is about to graduate college. So I'm excited about that. And uh, speaking of our fathers, we got the one and only Mr. Thomas on the phone. Mr. Thomas. Hey there, Ricky. Hey. Hey, Mr. Thomas. Hey, Mr. Hey, man, we want to welcome you to the show this morning. I want to ask you, when they played some cut, this song right here in the background, at the Elks Lodge, what did you do? What did Maestro, what happened when they played this song, Mr. Thomas? You know, it's just a song that we love with Maestro Ponytail stand straight up. You got to pay attention to his ponytail in your back of his head. And it came up. I said, oh, Maestro, they must be playing something. And boy, Maestro Ponytail, he, I mean, he, it stood there. He was wagging like a dog. And I said, hold on. And then I walked over to Bertha. You know, Bertha's family. She, she, she had to walk by, so she grew up with it. You know what I mean? We walked over there. And I'm talking about him cutting the rug. What it is, you know? Yeah. And she said, what's up? I said, I can't the brother get in them girls. She said, them girls. <laughs> <laughs> and what'd you say? You walk up to the young lady? What it is, yo? What's up? <laughs> That's so smooth. These little boys. Hey, boy, I love that job right there, boy. I'm talking about having and, a little, little, nice little linen set on. Oh, Lord. And when they played that song, Mr. Thomas, take, take us there. What did you have on? What, did, what was you wearing, Mr. Thomas? Well, let me tell you something. First, you got to put on them, them nice little the, the, the Air Moseses, those nice sandals that you breathe. You're going to be dancing all night. Your feet me, you be hot. So you got them sandals on like you about to put something on the grill. You put your linen out. <laughs> <laughs> And I had to find it. I used some of that old Niagara spray starch. Shop is for you. I put the crease in my shirt pocket. Y'all ain't never seen that with the beige top now. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You put, a, you put a crease? I put a crease in my Yes. What did he say, Roger? He put a crease in his what? In the shirt pocket. That's that's in new the right shirt there. Pocket. Mr. Summers, however, hold on, hold on, hold on. How do you put a crease in the shirt pocket? Well, see, you got to do it. Okay, you take this shirt and make it, put it on the edge of the ironing board, and then you put it in your and then you spray that knife. I'm talking about the one that smells like lemon. The one that smells like lemon, the spray starch. Is that the whole thing? It be juice in there. And you spray that thing, and you iron it on the edge of the ironing board, I'm talking about. So next time, when the chick say, excuse me, yeah, I want to be, can you Buy me a dream? Yes, I can. You reach into that old pre-shirt pocket, pull you a nice dub out of there for you young jitterbugs. That's a twenty dollar bill. When you yeah. have the I'm telling you, once she starts sipping, what it is, you? What's yeah? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, we're going to give you some tickets to see one of your favorite comedians, comedian Benji Brown, 
Now, uh, uh, which show you want to go to and where is he? Because I know you stay on Benji Brown's site. Where is he going to be performing, Mr. Thomas? Yeah, well, Benji B, I, I'm, I thank you. I sure appreciate it. That would be a nice gift there so I can wear my other linen outfit. He's going to be in Atlanta about ju- around July 6th to the 9th. And I'm going to be at gonna He's going to be right there. And I'm going to be right there. I'm going to pull up on my build, me and Maestro, to the, uh, 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 what that is, the Atlanta Comedy Theater Underground. That's right. July Atlanta Comedy Theater Underground. And uh, and we're going to give you tickets to see Benjamin Brown. What do you like about Benjamin Brown so much? I like him. He's funny. That boy that crazy don't know it. Be doing all those voices. He's got all them, those voices in his head. And I ain't gonna lie. Every time I see somebody with voices in their head, I say, hold on. Gotta be them drugs. It got to be drugs. I guarantee you. And I'm gonna go on and just witness to him sitting in the crowd watching that young jitterbug. I've been watching him for a long time. I'm gonna go and pick up. I'm gonna wonder what size he wear. Bring him a nice linen outfit up there. To the yeah. show. See if he put it on. And put the crease in the pop, put the crease in that little boy pocket. Got to that do it. Y'all, hey, Mr. Thomas, thank you for stopping by. Y'all give it up for the I one and only Mr. It. Thomas. I Happy Father's Day to you. Got yeah. your front page coming up next. Rick and Smiley Morning Show. News headlines, entertainment, sports. It's the front page on the Rick and Smiley Morning Show. All right, Rick Morning Show. Hey, you got your front page right here. Maria, good morning. Good morning, Ricky. Good morning, RSMS family. Here's your Tuesday news. Former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie called former President Donald Trump angry and vengeful during the opening minutes of a CNN town hall last night. The Republican nominee said he is willing to take on Trump while most other contenders duck confrontation. Christie warned that if Trump wins another term, he would spend those four years focused on settling scores with his political enemies. Meanwhile, Donald Trump is expected to appear in court today to face an indictment outlining at least 37 counts against him. In other news, authorities arrested and charged a neighbor with the fatal shooting of three people and wounding of three others outside a home in Annapolis on Sunday night. Witnesses told police the shooting stemmed from a dispute over street parking. Charles Robert Smith has been charged with three counts of second-degree murder, three counts of first-degree assault, three counts of attempted murder, and use of a handgun in a crime. Lastly, inflation is coming back down to earth. Consumer prices in May rose to the slowest annual pace since March 2021, according to fresh data released on Tuesday by the Bureau of Labor Statistics. It's the 11th consecutive month that inflation has slowed. Although this is good news, the Fed remains cautiously optimistic about the long-term trends. I'm Maria Moore, and that's a quick look at news. For more on these stories and other headlines, visit rickysmileymorningshow.com. Rock T, what's going on in sports? Looking, looking. Finds Truce back to Larry. There it is, three-pointer. Won't go. Rebound Caldwell Pope. They're not going to foul. The Heat will let it play out. It's over. At last, the long wait is over. After 47 years, the Denver Nuggets can finally call themselves NBA champions. Yes, indeed. Feed the needy. Indeed, they can. They knocked off the Miami Heat last night. First title for the franchise. Nikola Jokic, uh, Jokic, the Joker, the MVP. Hats off to both teams, man. It was a true dog fight. It's probably was the best basketball games that I've seen in a long time in the NBA because most of the time, NBA does not play defense. You know what I'm saying? Great example of effort. How are you supposed to play the game defensively? Uh, no disrespect at all to the Miami Heat, man. They fought. They competed. Coach Eric Spolstra said it best and summed it up.
you know, there's there's no regrets <clears throat> on our end. Um, you know, there, there's just some times where you get beat, you know, and, and Denver was the better basketball team uh, in this series. Uh, That's pretty much it, man. I mean, sometimes hey, our team is just better than you are. What up, big dog? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I agree with that, man. Uh, I just I just want to say, man, whoever posted that doggone Miami uh, Heat picture uh, is so disrespectful. I mean, let Denver make it without y'all putting out certain kind of pictures and then go on somebody and hack my page and put it on RS Comedy. Uh, and, and no disrespect to the Miami Heat, they had a great season. They did uh, a great job. Jimmy Butler, just they just got to get a bigger big man. <laughs> Wait a minute. Why they got... <laughs> That's your name, name. <laughs> Well, put that picture on RS Comedy oh. on Instagram. Y'all wrong for that, and you going to hell if you laugh. Oh uh, man, but Miami man. he had a good year, but y'all didn't have to have <laughs> Super Day Shenane going down the court and then with her hand on the crying Jordan. Y'all, Brett, look, y'all wrong. Just uh-uh. disrespectful, man. Uh-uh. Disrespectful, man. <laughs> but shout out to Miami Heat, Jimmy Butler, man. Y'all put y'all had a great run. You know what I'm saying? Denver Nuggets, NBA champions <laughs> for the first time. Don't look at it, Brad. Don't look at it. They go Miss Sophia. <laughs> oh, man. Look at them shoulders, man. Look at them big old shoulders. Does it say beat on the shirt? Instead of yeah. Instead of beat. <laughs> Pay attention to the details. <laughs> Yeah, I ain't gonna do the 305 like that. What? Uh, Don't go to RS Comedy. I'm Y'all looking at it now, honey. I like the arms, though. Everybody out there that's listening to the radio, do not go to RS Comedy oh if you're driving. So Just don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. Miami Beat. My Lord. Shout out to the Heat, man. Congratulations for getting to the doggone championship. You weren't even supposed to be in the playoffs. So that's a good congratulations run. to Denver. Absolutely, man. You keep congratulating the Heat. They didn't win. Denver con- won. I already congratulated Denver, man. I'm, I like to get. Don't be sour. Don't be mad. Why you? Why you? Why you so all all amped up at Denver? All of a because what? Denver never won before, and I root for the underdogs, Ricky. They've never ever won. But they won. Miami they... won. LA won. Everybody done won before. They got two, three, four rings. They all excited. But Denver has never won, and that one boy couldn't even walk two years ago. Are you talking about Jamal? Oh, yeah, who? Jamal Murray. Yeah. Murray, yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's a great comeback oh, wow. story right there. Man, I was in tears last night. I'm just happy for them. Absolutely. They deserve yeah, I'm it. happy for them, too. But y'all y'all ain't going to do this to the Miami Heat. Put this on R.S. Comedy <laughs> with Shanae holding the crying Jordan uh-huh. head, going down the court and did <laughs> put beat on there. Y'all going to hell. Uh-uh. You're going to hell. Stay off of the page. Appreciate that, Rock. There it is, man. <laughs> Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. All right, y'all, Rick's about the morning show. What up, Brett? What up, Ricky? Good morning, everybody. I'm your girl, Brad Tat Tat, and this is the hot spot where we bring you music, movies, and more. So let's get off into it. According to reports, uh, TV staple Pat, Pat Sajak is planning to say goodbye to Wheel of Fortune. Wow. He announced the news of the statement released yesterday. He said, well, the time has come. I've decided that our 41st season, which begins in September, will be my last, he wrote. It's been a wonderful ride, and I have more to say in the coming months. Many thanks to you all. If nothing else, I'll keep 
keep keep the clickbait sites busy. Say Jack has hosted the show for 40 years, y'all. I can't even imagine Party. a fortune without him and Vanna. Yes. Well, Black, Gary and Black folks can't keep a job that long. Who, <laughs> I mean, honey, 40 years? 40 Gary, who, years. Who, name a Black person that hosted anything that long. <laughs> None. <laughs> Yes, baby. What in the Nipsey Russell. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's crazy. Forty years is a long time. Yes. Yeah. Long I've been living almost. Oh God, Gary, you know you've been living a little longer than that. <laughs> Meanwhile, y'all, Tyler Perry is officially the new owner of BET. Reports say wow. that the mogul has worked out a deal to buy the BET Media Group from Paramount Global for an undisclosed sum. I'm sure it was. The site reported that the deal comes as a relief to Paramount Global, who, according to a source, is hemorrhaging money, y'all, just bleeding money, to the tune of more than $400 million. The deal will give Perry control over the BET Media Group, which also owns VH1. So congratulations to Tyler Perry. Man, oh that man God. don't stop. OMG. When I tell y'all this is huge, <laughs> yes! this is a big deal. And, 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 the reason, and the reason they probably bleed money because of the programming. He is yep. going to change the entire programming. This is so huge, man. Yes. I, oh, my God, man. Yes. I'm so excited. I'm Me excited. Me too. He just keeps doing big things. He He's always helping other people, and he continues to be blessed. And I just love seeing it. I love seeing how God works through him. So we're going to wrap up the hot spot on that note, y'all. But coming up next, we got licensed professional counselor Spirit joins us with mental health tips for those who struggle around Father's Day. Oh, man, y'all. It's the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. All right, y'all. Ricky Smiley Morning Show with Father's Day approaching this time of year can bring up a lot of complicated mix of emotions. And uh, today we're talking to our licensed professional counselor spirit who has tips uh, for navigating this day as well as uh, as ways to support your loved ones who are having a tough time. Uh, welcome to the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. Spirit, we love you. We are so happy that you're joining us. What up, Spirit? Hey, hello. Hey, hey, hey. How you feeling, Ricky? How you feeling? Hey, hey feeling good this morning. Thankful to be alive. Hallelujah. That's what it is. Well, you know, I've been traveling. I've been out of the country, but I recognize that Father's Day is coming. And so I wanted to give you a call and touch base because I know that this is going to be your first Father's Day after having seen Brandon transition. And I just wanted to touch base with you and see how you're holding up so far, love. No, no, I'm doing good. It's it's one day at a time and stuff, you know, dealing with that. Got a funeral tomorrow. <laughs> same funeral home, same mm. cemetery. And uh it was just uh triggers, but I'm actually doing okay. I I'm I'm doing good and I really appreciate you uh thinking about me like that. You know, I'm always gonna think about you. So, you know, let's do that real quick check in because you know, for you and for a lot of folks, not everybody gets to spend Father's Day like they wanted to, whether they are a loved one whose father is not not present and sometimes present looks different. Sometimes it's my parent. I don't have the relationship with them that I wish that I did. Sometimes it's I can't pick up the phone to call them. Sometimes you're the child who can't access your parent and sometimes you're the parent that can't access the child. So just in the last couple of weeks, Rick, like how would you say as in terms of grief, because you know it doesn't just affect you emotionally, it affects you physically as well. How are you eating and drinking and sleeping in these last couple of days? Yeah, I eat. I eat, and uh, uh, I sleep okay. It's just uh, 
uh, <laughs> the minute you stop and sit down and start to think, and I still get that anxiety and those butterflies in my stomach, like I still cannot believe that this has happened. And, mm-hmm. uh, and now I'm starting myself to, uh, I was in protection mode, so I really didn't get to to grieve because I was too busy trying to protect my mother and my kids uh, mm-hmm. you know and the rest of the family and trying to lead and uh, and then try to make it easy for my son's mother as well and uh, 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 you know uh, his bonus dad and uh, yeah but but now it's starting to uh, settle in, and uh, you know, and I just can't cry like I would like to have that one big. I just I just block it out of my brain. That's what I've done, Spirit. I just blocked it uh, completely out of my head. But I know at some point I'm gonna have to deal with it. Yeah, because that blocking it out of your brain, that's still the protection mode, right? That says I'm not quite ready, and it would hurt too much to have to deal with it. But that's why I want to make sure, especially as you go into these next couple of days, because as you said, triggers come and look at you about to go into a really big trigger tomorrow. Do you feel like you have what you need in order to make sure that you can get through the next couple of days in your best way? Yeah, uh, what I've done, Spirit, everybody that was uh, here for Brandon's funeral, mm-hmm. all the kids, nieces and nephews, everybody's coming back. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, just like we did Easter weekend when you came and gave us group therapy. Uh, we're doing mm-hmm. it for Father's Day. We got other uh, family members that's fathers and kids coming, having church service out in the backyard, Have going to book a pastor to come and give us a word. And uh, so I'm, I'm excited about that uh, and just being surrounded by a lot of love and food and laughter and turn up with the kids. And, uh, you know, that's what my son would have wanted. So we're just going to have create some happy memories and stuff or whatever. But I'll be fine this weekend. As long as I get to see my, my grandkids, Spirit, I promise you, I'm, I'm okay this weekend. It's probably that, that Monday when everybody gone is mm-hmm. when it, it, might, it might hit me a little bit. You know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. And you are doing it absolutely right. So I want to give you those tips and I want to give those quick tips for anybody who isn't able to celebrate with their father or their children like they wish they could this weekend. Ricky is doing it exactly the right way. And I want to remind everybody to remember that you get to decide how you want to spend the day. You want to focus on the love, not loss. So it's manageable so you can touch it and you don't have to check out and stay numb at certain points in your life. You're doing it just right. You're just breathing through it. You're just coasting through it. And you got to stay connected to the love and not the loss. Hey, I really appreciate that spirit. And everybody, uh, I would definitely recommend spirit for family group <laughs> therapy. Man, yeah. when I tell you, you helped us out a lot. We might try to uh, book you for a session coming up soon. Let everybody know how you can be reached. They can give me a call at the office, Ricky, if there's anything that they need at 888-718-2T2S. Again, 888-718-2T2S. Or for all those daily tips, follows for your mental health and wellness, you can hit me on all of my social media at talk to spirit It's Talk, the number two spirit. Come get me. I've got everything you need to keep your mental health and wellness moving in the right direction. And it's something that we all need to be focused on. So I love you. Take care of yourself. And if you need me this weekend, you know how to reach me. Just give me a call, love. I got you. Daddy, is y'all. Thank you so much, Spirit. Y'all give it up for the one and only Spirit in the building. <gasps> McDonald's is not new to chicken. 
So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.